Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Murder Board Podcast. I am your host, Walter, and tonight I am joined with Roderick. Howdy. Hunter. How's it going? And back for season five, Zarya. Hello. On this episode, we will be discussing, uh, we're going to touch on a little bit of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about you, season four, as well as The Flash, and then our main movie tonight will be Friday the 13th, the final chapter. So if you haven't seen this movie, this is your spoiler warning. And if you have, I hope you enjoy our little show. Welcome back, guys. Z, it's been too long, but finally, welcome to season five of the Murder Board podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I haven't, like, done this since last year. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay. So just to catch you up, Zarya, um, well, to catch everybody up, I missed last episode. Uh, we have been doing a little mini retrospective on Friday the 13th, trying to going back and getting familiar with those older movies. Um, Zarya, way back when, when the podcast was still basically a toddler, we did the first chapter. <laughs> we did the first movie and it uh, didn't go so well for the movie, but we had a great time. I don't oh, know that you... was so much fun. One of the funniest <laughs> episodes we've ever done. I do hate that the audio sucks, but it is. I go back to it often because it, it just makes me laugh. I just, I just remember the tangent we went on with the unicycle. <laughs> yes, nightmare at clown camp and the, uh, the jetpacks and everything. Um, if you want to listen to that conversation, go back, go back, uh, listen to it. I recommend it. Um, but you guys, you and Savannah, who was on that episode with us, changed my mind on Friday the 13th. I was famously like, I love this movie. And by the end of that conversation, I was like, well, it's not a good movie, but I had fun watching it and discussing it. And so starting this season off we decided to go back and do the the ones that came after it i've always said that like pure friday the 13th like if you want that full jason Voorhees story it is the first uh really the first four movies but movies two through four are the ones you want to establish yourself with before you move on um so we discussed part two uh that was a fun conversation um with me and uh hunter and roderick and then I had to step away, but Roderick held down the fort by hosting for part three uh, with Shelton and Hunter. And now we're concluding that little mini series with the final chapter. Spoiler alert, it was not the final chapter because there were nine movies after this. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, just keep like, going. It's oh, like man. when you say goodbye to somebody, but y'all go the exact same way. So it's like, oh, okay, I could have said, said goodbye in yeah, the future a little have- bit. You just happen yeah. to park in the same like area of the parking lot, so you're just like <laughs> awkwardly walking. That awkward silence because like you already said goodbye, so you can't spark up a new conversation. Right, y'all didn't already hugged, and now you got like a whole like two minute walk ahead of you. <laughs> Again, getting reacquainted here, Zarya. Do you want to give the our audience here your overall interpretation on the Friday the Thirteenth franchise? Like, what's your overall opinion on that slasher series? I appreciate it because of the character of Jason and like what his character is like for um, like slasher movies. Like I appreciate it on that standpoint as a movie itself. I still feel the same from the first movie. Like it's, it's not really that good to me, but it's enjoyable to watch. Definitely. I mean, I can't argue it again. I would, out of all the franchises, this is the one I'm like, well, you got a point. I I can't go back on that. (laughs) 
This is our interrogations. So I do have some main topics I want to get to. Really short. Number one, um, Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania came out this past weekend, as of this recording. So by the, it'll be out. It'll have been it. Uh, it would have been about two or three weeks by the time this episode is released. But um, the MCU. It is. We are kicking off phase five now. The multiverse saga is finally in swing. We talked about it last season um, with the few movies that we did, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. But phase four was kind of a dud. Not a lot of people enjoyed it. I certainly got annoyed with it. But I'm here to tell you that I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp opening weekend and I thought it was good. It's not the best Marvel movie. It's not a game changer. It is. It still has some of the trappings of an MCU formulaic film but it is more enjoyable and it did get me excited for what this phase is coming up now that we're dealing with multiverse stuff a whole lot of comic book stuff coming at you um i will say this uh my short review of it is it is probably the best of the ant-man films there's only three i really liked the first one the second one's kind of also a dud but this one to me is saved by both paul rudd's performance and jonathan majors he is great as the villain Kang, and I can't wait to see more of him. Uh, the movie feels more like a prologue. It feels like uh, it kind of has that same kind of uh, feeling of, I don't know if you guys remember this, but for our audience out there, uh, if you remember like when Iron Man 2 was coming out before it started getting all the bad press, that was kind of like, oh, this is the start of the new universe or honestly it kind of feels like a it has the same kind of vibe as iron man 2 and captain america the first avenger because that came out before the actual avengers movie and so it it it's well it's better than both of those movies in my opinion but it's still it doesn't feel like a complete story but in a good way it just feels like a really good prologue and i think ant-man is leveled up like ant-man's honestly probably one of my favorite live action heroes they use his powers really well we got some more young avenger stuff in there but um i've shifted over to you guys have you guys had a chance to watch ant-man and the wasp quantum mania or do you guys have any desire to anyone can jump in here i haven't seen it but i do i was thinking about going to see it this weekend but i don't know yet um ant-man and the wasp isn't something that's really on my radar per se because as the listeners know i'm not really big on the mcu universe but what i did recently see was the new um black panther part two kind of forever i thought that was nice hey i just rewatched that too great movie great movie really sad but good movie ours ant-man i'm just waiting uh well i i think i mentioned it in a in a past episode but the the marvel movies kind of fell out of um my interest a lot with like the recent ones and everything, because I felt like it was—I don't know—it it was feel—it was losing that uh, the little bit of edge that I liked, and it was going more towards like a lot of jokes and a lot of like, oh, is is he behind me? Oh, like that kind of stuff, like just really, really goofy. And I was like, I mean, it's fine, but I it, I, I lost interest, especially after um, the last. Oh, what was it, Doctor Strange movie? Uh, it was it was Batman. weird. Yeah, it was weird because I like when I initially watched it, I was like, "Oh man, I kind of like this." And then after a bunch of us sat there and like talked about it more and more, we were like, "Man, I really don't like this movie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why." So I kind of fell out of the interest. I'll I, I'll probably go see it at some point, or if it comes out to like streaming services, I'll watch it. But I also don't really have anybody to go watch it with right now. So, 
we'll see where it goes. All right, yeah. We'll we'll probably revisit the Marvel Universe on this podcast soon. I don't know if I have anything scheduled for this year specifically, but thanks to our interrogation section, I can insert little mini reviews because there are like two more movies that are coming out this year. But yeah, I just wanted to, you know, get get my thoughts out there before I forget about it. But um, yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp is a thumbs up for me. Not the best, but good. All right, shifting over. Um, we haven't had a chance to talk about this. This is one of our, our most popular episodes we've ever done. I don't know if we will give it a full episode again. So again, thanks to interrogations, I can give it here. Netflix's You, season four, part one, has come and gone. Um, we are patiently waiting for part five. Or part five. Part two of season four. But um, <laughs> before I give my thoughts on it, have you guys watched the, the, the show, You? Have you guys watched season four, part one? Yes. It's a yes from Zarya. Roderick Hunter? I have not. <laughs> I have not watched any of you at all. I've been told by like Shelton and a few other people to watch it, and I'm just like, maybe, maybe I'll maybe I'll try. I, I I'll I'll definitely give it a, a a good college try. Hey, that's all we can ask for. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a really good show with some really funny satire and commentary. Um, I really like Penn Badgley. Uh, again, listeners know this. We have a full episode where we covered the first three seasons. Season four is out. Part one is out. Uh, Zarya, really quickly, what's what's your overall thoughts on season four, part one? How'd you feel about it compared to the other seasons? I love me some Phoebe. Like, there's always a character that I fall in love with each season. And it's usually the same type of character, kind of more of the uh, either like the ditzy person or like um or like uh crap what is her name i forgot uh what is her name in the show delilah's little sister what is her name oh oh D- jenna ortega is what i'm gonna say because i totally forgot yeah her name. Listen, i know the actress's name but i forgot the character but ellie. yeah but ellie. F- ellie ellie yes so characters like um ellie and then um phoebe like i always like those characters this one's kind of cool because it's like I don't know. I don't want to like spoil anything or like go into detail if they haven't watched it or want to. Yeah, let's try not and spoil anything just yet. Like I said, we may revisit when part two is out and we may give it a full episode or section, but try it. Yeah, try not. Try your best. (laughs) Try your best. Oh, I I have a question. What's up? So, not more so of a a spoilery uh, question, but. Do you think season four of you holds up comparatively to seasons like two and three? I like it better than season. I can't. I got. See, I have to go listen to my own episode again because I don't remember what if I what I said or how I felt about seasons two and three, uh, or even one. I I like season four a lot. If I if I'm able to go into mine, I like it a lot. It's probably. I really liked season two. I do remember really liking season two, but I will go as far as saying that season four might be my new favorite season from what we have. Zarya, what about you? For me, I like it. I think I like it for the same reasons that I liked the first season. Cause it's kind of, cause it's the same, but different. I'm going to say it that way. It's for me, it's this, it's the same concept of like events of season one, but different. Yeah, like, so I know, and it's kind of a, 
not controversial, controversial, but I know a lot of fans are split. Even like I had a conversation with Emma Ray briefly, like last week, and she was talking about, you know, basically the season four switches up the format or it doesn't switch up the format completely, but it gives it's it's you're added into a new perspective. I said I should say um, season four is definitely your it is going off of a murder mystery rather than the traditional you know, it starts off as a love story and slowly turns into a thriller that the first three seasons did, early seasons one and two. Season three kind of became more of a push and pull, um, will they or won't they kill type of deal. But I, I again, being a podcast based on murder mysteries, I like the murder mystery angle of it. I like the fact that in this season, again, not going to spoil anything, but in the trailer they tell you that this season, Joe is the one being stalked, and so he is having to and i love the fact that he hates murder mysteries so he has to actively research them and so it 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 feels very it season four feels the most meta out of all of them because he is definitely because he's he has characters that he's going to for help because he's the one being like attacked essentially and uh i i I enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot i think the season is moving just a tad bit too fast though like it feels feels like you look away once you miss a whole bunch if that makes sense. Uh, do you feel that the same way, Zarya, about it? I like the speed of it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can see it working. It just, to me, it's like one episode. I, I Again, maybe because I binged it all and I rarely binge things. So I didn't have a chance to really sit with it. But it felt like, you know, especially around episodes two and or yeah, two, three and four. I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Slow down, <laughs> let me catch up. But they, they, they're really going at it this season. I guess, boom, boom, boom. Here's a character, boom, boom, boom. The events are happening really quickly. But I liked season four a lot. I, I can't wait to for season. Or can't wait for part two. But um, but yeah. Anything else you want to say about you, Zarya? Yeah, I just can't wait for the second part. Um, it looks good. I, I, I barely been like. I knew before watching it that it was going to be broken into two parts. But as I'm watching it, that I that totally leaves my mind. And when uh, episode five came, I was like, oh, okay, bet. I got five more episodes. No, I didn't. I did not have five more episodes. <laughs> Thanks to the success of Stranger Things, I feel like Netflix is testing in the waters for other shows. Yeah, this is like the whole, like with Harry Potter, when they did the whole two-part thing. And then I think Breaking Dawn did two parts, and then uh, Hunger Games. Walking, Walking yeah. <laughs> did uh, two. I was like, it's the it's all it's the same two part all over again. But yeah, so yeah, we will we'll catch up with Joe, and we'll probably go into more detail when part two comes out. I'll give us some more time and space for that discussion. But right now, it is a. It, it, sounds like it's a thumbs up from both of us and for those who haven't watched it yet go ahead and watch it it's great you'll you can binge it in like a day like it's it's, it's that good of a show all right um so we are going to go ahead and i have two more things and then we're gonna go ahead and take our break really quick things number one i don't know if anyone knows this but we are fastly approaching the arrival of scream six and i've been very frustrated because it feels like everybody's staying away from the marketing in this one the marketing's not as heavy as part five was, which I understand it is also a mystery type movie. So I understand you guys not wanting to watch the trailers or anything, but I'm excited. I've been watching the trailers. I don't really mind. I don't feel like I'm being spoiled. So that's me, but I do respect your, your boundaries. 
as far as marketing goes. But I thought this was interesting. Demi Lovato has a new song for Scream. The first time Scream has a song promoting it or a song made for the franchise, but it's called Stay Alive. As of this recording, by the time it is out, by the time this episode's out, the song will be out. But it has not been released for us just yet. But I am can't wait to hear it. I love Demi Lovato. I think their vocals are amazing. And so for there to be a song for one of my favorite franchises ever, it's great. Um, and then last thing, just, you know, again, give us some more audience-wise, widen our net a little bit. Uh, Blumhouse has recently revealed that they will be developing their own gaming studio and will be releasing their original app. Will be developing their or their own original games for that studio. So. Whoa! Hold on. Yep. Blumhouse is doing their own video games now. Yep. That's gonna be some mindfuck video games, dude. <laughs> I'm so excited now. Holy shit! <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know what the title is. Uh, or I don't know what they're calling. I think they're just calling it Blumhouse Gaming Studio. But honestly, I hope they change the title to like something like Blumhouse Arcade or something. But it does sound like pretty exciting for them to be developing their own stuff. You're, you're telling me the the minds behind like did they did Midsummer right or am I thinking something completely different? Okay, so Midsummer was a twenty one Blumhouse. A twenty one Blumhouse. Blumhouse, you're getting you're thinking Sinister, Insidious, uh, Halloween, of course. Oh my god, that's right. I love Sinister. I fucking lo- if they if they make a game anything like Sinister, I'm buying that shit as soon as it comes out. <laughs> Yeah, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, should be coming. Well, I mean, it takes a while to develop a studio, thus a gaming studio. But as soon as it comes out, we will definitely cover it and see what they have to offer. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All righty. Uh, we're going to take our first break, um, and then we'll be back with some quick trivia. And then after that, we'll discuss Friday the 13th Part 4. Part 4. The, the Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Tangerine. I came to hear you sing. <laughs> so sing. <laughs> 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 
right, we're back. We're going to play some quick trivia real quick. Um, Full disclosure, I did not have time to come up with questions for Friday 13 specifically, so I have picked three random questions from a trivia game that I will not name. Here's how we will do this or how we've been doing this. Um, Three questions, three rounds. First person that gets the answer right gets the points. So let's see how this goes. Uh, if you know the answer, just go ahead and say it. All right, so first question will be from action movies category. And the question is, oh boy. Bruce Willis. <laughs> you're, actually, Reeves. You're, actually, you're actually not that off. Oh my God. There's, okay, okay, okay. What do you have, niece? Actually, y'all get the point. No. Uh, um, this is pretty easy. So... Uh, what is the full name of the second film in the Kingsman series? Oh, God. That's not easy at all. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Kingsman, the uh, Golden golden Circle? No. Uh, Kingsman, the... Oh, no. I'm going to guess Kingsman and the Deathly Hallows. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's some circle. Golden, golden, golden something. Sir, oh fuck! The circumference of the earth. <laughs> Period. All right, I'm gonna give five four seconds here. All right, mm. uh, Hunter, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to you because you did say it. It is Kingsman: The Golden Circle. No way! Yes. <laughs> I felt bad because you were second guessing yourself so hard. <laughs> All right, next category is comedy classics now. Eddie Murphy. Why was I gonna <laughs> literally say Eddie Murphy? Okay, so this, I don't know if this is gonna be a good question because even I didn't know this. Oh um, shit! I, <laughs> so if I, I didn't know that last one, y'all. <laughs> should I pick what another the, card? He said it was easy, and I was over here sweating. Oh, uh, you're a pet detective. Um, uh, I'm gonna try Jim and carry. <laughs> Just try it out. If it's if it's a dud, can we do an extra question? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It'll, uh, yeah okay let's let's try in little miss sunshine which two actors played olive's parents oh what the fuck is little miss sunshine exactly. i don't know what that is amy i don't know we're gonna go with amy adams from zaria <laughs> and zachary quinto <laughs> actually not I that if they were my parents i would not be mad um, yeah, I think this is a dud because no one, even I, wouldn't have gotten this because I. Uh, Jack Black and Zach Galifianakis. Stanley Tukey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm trying. I'm actually trying to find another question, but um, the answer to it was Tony Collette and Greg Keener. Yeah. Okay, finally, I found I found one that should be easy, but also may need. It should be an adequate question, so we'll do this one instead. All right, it's still a comedy, so but we've we've seen this and this kind of then. All right, oh. <laughs> which rock star had a cameo appearance in Wayne's World? Oh my god! No. Oh no! Is it? I'll give you a oh. uh, and here's a here's a hint. Um, this rock star also had. I want to say they had a song in Friday in one of the Friday Thirteenth movies. Is it um um is it what's his name Gene from Kiss? It is not, but close. 
Okay. Oh I'm my just going to take a shot in the dark. ZZ Top. Nope. Oh, no. You guys are in the right era, though. I've never okay. seen the movie. Yeah, I about to say, Roderick took my guess. <laughs> Are we ready? For okay, the okay. Oh. Pat Benatar. <laughs> no, but that is a good. That, that's a good one to pull out. <laughs> Come on, you guys, we can get it. It's glam rock. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, um, um, hair metal. Bonnie Tyler. No, I can now you're getting, now you're getting cold. <laughs> All right. I want to make sure I got this right because I think Billy this- Idol. <laughs> nah, now you're really struggling. <laughs> All right, I want to make sure I got this right because I think one this artist did have a song in one of the Friday Thirteenth movies. So I'm googling, I'm jujuling it now. Was it Friday Thirteenth or yeah, Friday Thirteenth? Wait, does their name start with a D? It does not. Okay, is there an A? It is. The name does start with an A. Alice Cooper. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. And I was right. This uh, Alice Cooper has a song in one of the Friday Thirteenth movies. I want to say it's part six. Yeah, part six or seven. All right, but yeah, Alice Cooper. So sorry, I got it right. <laughs> but y'all put out some good artists there. Y'all, y'all put out some good. I mean, I wouldn't have been mad. All right, final question. It is a Oscar question. This should be. See this. I want to say it should be easy. What film did Steven Spielberg win his first Academy Award for Best Director? That's a question. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna guess um, E.T. <laughs> I feel like it was earlier. It has to be earlier. It's not. It's not Star Wars. It's not E.T. It's not E.T. I would. I mean, I guess it's, I guess I can give a hint. I would go later. Okay. Later, later than Star Wars. Later than Star Wars, definitely later than Star Wars. Later than ET. Later than ET, yes. The color purple. Around the same time, but no. Ooh, if you watch Dawson's Creek, you should know this one. And well, guess who I'm out. <laughs> and Thanks. I watched a lot of Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Although I'm still in season two, I just haven't finished it. Can we get a hint of one of the uh, actors who's in this movie? Can we get a hint on the genre? Movie? Oh, I was gonna say the genre of the movie, or genre, or genre. Yeah. All right. I think technically it's considered a drama, but this is this does. I think this is considered a drama, but it could be argued for like scary because of the subject matter. What's the subject matter? The Holocaust. Genders list. Yes, Schindler's List. That that gave it away. I'm sorry, but yeah, Schindler's List is is the answer. Uh, bonus question though: What act, which actress won the Academy Award for the best actress of her role in Misery? Y'all got that bonus question. Kathy Bates. Yay! Hey. All right. With that being said, let's go ahead and take our last break, and then we will dive into Friday Thirteenth, the final chapter.
three times before, you have felt the terror, known the madness, lived the horror. But this is the one you've been screaming for. Friday, the 13th, the final chapter. Jason is back. He moves like a shadow, dark and silent. Sorry, you change your mind? He never utters a word. He doesn't even seem to breathe. Where the hell's the car scroll? He simply, mindlessly, <laughs> mercilessly, <laughs> kills. But now, Jason's reign of terror is over. Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Jason's unlucky day. All right, we're back. Here are the movie facts for Friday the 13th, the final chapter. It was released April 13th, 1984. And yes, it was Friday. So it was came out on Friday the 13th. Uh, directed by Joseph Zito, screenplay by Barney Cohen, story by Bruce Hinmini Sako. I hope I said that right. Based on characters by Victor Miller. The film stars Kimberly Beck, Peter Barton, Corey Feldman, Ede Eric Anderson, Lawrence Monoson, John, oh, Joan Freeman, Crispin Glover, and Ted White as Jason Voorhees. And the plot goes as such. A carefree lakeside vacation is interrupted by the reemergence of killer Jason Voorhees. After he escapes from a morgue, leaving bodies in his wake, Jason travels to Camp Crystal Lake, where a group of friends is, or, uh, where a group of friends are staying. The teens meet some locals, Tommy and Trish, as well as the sensitive and secretive hiker Rob. As the group of teenagers in as the group of as the group of teenagers engages in drunken debauchery their numbers begin to dwindle and pieces of the past resurface the budget for the film was 2.2 million the box office was 33 million i have one little fact here it's just um though the film received generally negative reviews from critics at the time of its release it has respectively and retrospectively come to be considered one of the stronger entries in the series despite being billed as the final film its success prompted another sequel right 13th a new beginning one year later followed by further six sequels and a reboot which is hilarious they were really adamant on this being the last one and then it made money and they're like well let's make another one <laughs> and uh, that's about it so like we always start off we're going to give our overall thoughts on the movie zarya since since this is your grand return to the podcast, you get to kick us off. What's your overall thoughts on Friday the 13th, the final chapter? It was a movie from the 80s, man. I don't know. Like, for me, movies from the 80s are always a hit or miss, whether I like it or not. Kind of similar to, like, my overall view of the Friday the 13th uh, franchise. Very enjoyable to watch. Um, the kills were pretty, were, were pretty decent, pretty slashery. But I just, it's not really, it's still not a really a good movie to me, but it's just enjoyable to watch. Really? This one? Yeah. It was, it was, 
not as bad as the other ones. I'll give it that, but still, I yeah. But I don't, yeah. But I don't want to take away from it is enjoyable. I I got you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Roger. Yeah, I definitely agree with this Arya. Just it being an enjoyable film, just to watch, like just to have something to put on, or you know, being entertainment. But as far as the movie goes itself, I think. Personally, it's not the strongest I've seen so far in the series. Like right now, I think because we're going in order and I haven't seen all the films myself, but I think three is probably my favorite at the moment. And four is kind of lower down in the tier just because I think the pacing overall was a little bit slow for me personally. And the kills weren't as creative as like three were. So I don't know. I just expected more for it to be the quote unquote final chapter. I thought they would really go all out. But that's just what I think. Oh, wow. I Because, again, I wasn't on part three, but I had this the exact opposite feeling when it came to the, uh, part three, though. I was like, I felt part three was slow. Uh, Hunter, what's your overall thoughts on the final chapter? Honestly, okay. It's, it's kind of weird for me because, like, going from, like, part two and part three's characters, I really like the characters in those two movies. Four, you know how... I like to make up nicknames for these characters because I can't ever, for the life of me, remember their actual names. My favorite thing ever, yes. I couldn't even come up with proper nicknames for most of these characters because of how fucking boring most of them are. And it was like, their main character trait for the majority of the characters was, I'm horny. And that was it. (laughs) Bingo, bingo. <laughs> yeah, but I will say I do like the kills. Um, they got they got Tom Savini on on this movie to um, help with like the uh, the F, the effects makeup and everything, and making everything look really good. And they got him on board with Jason's look and everything, like making him look uh, a lot more, I guess, uh, gross. messed up. Yeah, gross, more mutated. Or not really mutated, but you know what I mean. Like, uh, just uh, fucked up, I guess. For lack of a better term. (laughs) (laughs) But, I like the kills. I like how this is finally where we get Tommy Jarvis in the timeline. And if you know anything about Tommy Jarvis, he's up there with, like, Ash Williams where he's just kind of like a badass. Pro- probably not in the same namesake of Ash, Ash Williams, but he's he's the only one that's able able to like best Jason, I guess you could say. And he, you know, not to spoil anything, but he does best him later on in the movies and everything. So the fact that we finally get that origin of Tommy Jarvis coming into play and... Um, the fact that we actually finally really get to see somebody really beat on Jason and everything, I it, it gave us it gave us a lot in the gore department and like the blood and the kills and everything. Nothing in the character department <laughs> except for like Tommy and his sister. I think like that's it. But Aww. overall, I do like the movie again. I'm going to keep saying it. I love the Friday movies. The only ones I don't like is like part five 
and Jason Goes to Hell, and maybe Manhattan. I think those three are my least favorites, but even I can give Manhattan a, a pass because it was goofy. But this movie's still one of my favorites. I I, I still love part four. All right. I, I, I understand where you guys are coming from. Uh, side tangent, though. Part five. I love part five. Part five is so ridiculous. It is. It is insane. <laughs> I might need to add it into the schedule because that I would love to talk about part five. It is so out of left field. <laughs> I'd be down for it. Man, just the entire plot alone was like, wow, this would not fly today. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, all right. I do understand where you guys are coming from. I get it. This you feel like it lacked in characters for this one, and uh, I. I do disagree. I I I will say none of these movies have reached the highs of part 2 for me specifically as far as characters go. I think part 2 has the best characters. Uh I did not really enjoy anyone in part 3, but I I I get where you're coming from. A lot of the characters in this movie their only character trait is I'm horny. And I while that I I can take the criticism, I enjoyed it still. I liked them all. I I think these characters are a lot more. I won't say relatable. Well, I guess some whatever's close enough to relatable, because they're not really individuals, but they feel like teenagers. Like they feel like, you know, if all of us packed up and went over went up to a cabin, this would probably how a lot of us would act, honestly. I have notes to change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it then. Because I I like them a lot. And maybe it's because I like some of these actors in here. But yeah. But I will say, uh, yes, this this movie, I, this is my favorite of the franchise because of the whole Tommy Jarvis introduction, because of most of the characters in this movie. And just, I think uh, this movie really does get the look of Jason down, like down packed. Like this is, like the best he's looked for me at least up until this point um this is my favorite look for jason he he's really just brutalizing and brutal and, and hulking in this movie um and he moves really quickly like this, this kind of movie establishes the, how fast he is but um man oh man yeah you guys are right on some of these characters they are not there's literally a character that does nothing <laughs> she just kind of sits on the side of the road and then dies <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was about to say. <laughs> That's it. She doesn't even say a word. She just screams yeah. or gurgles. Stein talks more than she does. <laughs> is this the, like fuck you or something like that on her sign yeah. on the back of it? <laughs> like she flips them off and the sign says it, and then she eats a banana. That's her whole character. Doesn't even really finish That's the me. banana, honestly. I think she's open <laughs> I'm pretty sure she squeezes it yeah, when she takes a bite. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <sighs> so getting into the movie here, um, we begin like we all we uh, we begin like we do with all Friday Thirteenth movies with a recap and then an exploding title. <laughs> Just the the exploding title card always gets me. Uh, but oh, okay, so <laughs> Hunter, I gotta ask, I gotta get, we gotta get through this. The timeline of these goddamn movies, man. What is the time? <laughs> is this like Monday the sixteenth? Right. Yeah. Oh it, it literally, it's the next day after the 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 last movie. Is literally oh next day. It is Monday. 
How and is he not sudden, tired? Hold on, hold on. We're at the ta- we're at the Jarvis residence now, okay? Which is in a whole nother separate part of the fucking lake. I don't know how <laughs> many properties there are on this lake, but there's another one. We are now introduced to another property on this goddamn lake. It's a black hole. I swear to God. I need I need a map ASAP. How big I is this damn lake? <laughs> Dude, even even when the Friday the Thirteenth game came out, it didn't even give you a full map of what where the residents were. It didn't matter. It just threw you into a map, and it was like ah, it's somewhere around this lake. Yeah, like, <laughs> like okay. how big does a body of water need to be, and how long how large does the land around it need to be in order to be a like legit lake? I'm legit asking because. Again, just a recap here. Part one, we're told it's a lake, and there's a camp next to the lake. Part two, oh, there just so happens to be another camp next to the old camp, just a bike trail down the road. And then part three, <laughs> there's a farm. <laughs> and now we're in a residential cabin area that has just so happened to be right on the lake. So... Where are we? <laughs> okay, okay. Can I? I will try. I will try to give some logical explanation. Explanation to it. Okay. Depending on how big the lake is, it would make sense. Depending on how big it is, if it's a small lake, it makes no fucking sense. But there is there is a lake called Starvation Reservoir that is here in Utah that we go up to all the time. It is a massive lake. It's like. If you were to walk around the entire thing, it would probably take take you a full day to walk around the entirety of the lake. Maybe even two days. It's it's large. It's big, right? So if it's something of that size, yes, it would make sense because the properties are so far apart. But all the shots that we get of the lake, you can see the other side right. easily. So it's not that big of a lake. <laughs> Where are all these extra buildings coming from? <laughs> so it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Maybe they're actively building on it. I don't know why. <laughs> it's like an RTS strategy game where you build a building in like five seconds. And there's just a family there. It's like Sims. Where you just place the fucking house. And then on top of that, there's been multiple killing sprees for the past two days, and yeah. no one is alarmed. Three. Technically three. Oh, yeah. I'm real estate. Three days. And nobody's concerned. Like, the Jarvis family isn't like, we gotta get the fuck out of here. No. Right. They're just like, I don't know what's happening. They're literally watching the news, and they're like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> We're safe. <laughs> We're fine. I'm sorry, y'all literally just saw the police car roll past your house. <laughs> they need that little video of, like, when should we be concerned? Yeah. When should you show concern? When do we take shelter? <laughs> when he's at your doorstep. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, man, the timeline and the, the location of these movies crack me up, but they every single time we've watched this movie, I just, I'm like, okay, so this is happening right after the next like this the next morning barely the next morning oh boy and then they just they proceed as if time has already gone by and this is why the the timeline is important because we do get a character in here who's related to a character from the second movie 
Um, I know I'm jumping ahead here, but we get introduced to the hitchhiker, which is, I believe his name is Rod, Rod, Ron, Rob, Rob, Rob. His name is Rob Dyer, which, you know, porn star name, just keeping that in there. But <laughs> we got Rob Dyer and he's supposed to be the older brother of Sandra from part two, who was killed in the double impolation, I believe in the bed. So, no way. so again, I bring up timeline and logic reasons. So if she died two days ago, how do you already know who the killer is? And two, why aren't you doing arrangements right now? Why are you in the <laughs> woods hunting a killer you've never seen? <laughs> like funerals her... right now. Like no, her body would still be in the morgue. Like it would still be like getting cleaned off. Like. It is. It's so fresh. It's been yeah, two fuck. days. <laughs> they told him his sister died. And he immediately armed up and ran into the woods. <laughs> he went right to Dick's Sporting Goods. He said, "I'm gonna find this guy. I'm gonna get my you know what? I, have a, I have a question for you guys, real yeah. quick. Do you think you would watch Friday the Thirteenth if it was a like series instead of movies? Like it was a TV show." And every episode was like Jason going to these different locations. Oh, it was the TV show. Well, the TV show was different from the like it wasn't the same thing. They just had to, they had the rights to the the name, I think. But the series is more about like supernatural time traveling stuff. Oh, for real? But you, you know what I'm trying to ask, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. Movies. If it was just like straight up an episodic TV show, do you think? Do you think they would? would have been able to do more with the timeline like it would have made a little bit more sense or fucking i don't know man it probably would have made a lot more sense because you can (laughs) cut like you can take one movie and cut it up into two half hour what each movie is about an hour and 30 yeah about 40 minute episodes each it would make the timeline make a lot more sense as far as like them happening right on top of each other Location wise, we still got questions, but but probably I I would watch it just cause. <laughs> yeah, I think I would watch it just to like get more development of the characters before they're just murdered. Be great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on here, we have the aftermath of part three. Jason's body is taken to the the morgue at the hospital. Which okay, so how far is this hospital from this lake? <laughs> And we get so we get our first we get the first of our characters who are just horny and we got these horny doctors, which honestly they were pretty funny to me. I, I like that this guy was like, Oh man, we got that Jason guy here. You wanna you wanna go have sex on top of his corpse? <laughs> uh, dude, I I I fucking hated how like they bring they bring him in and he's like, yeah, one tonight? And he's like, no, got two. And, and he goes, he's like, oh, yeah, she's pretty cute. And, he, and the guy goes, was pretty cute. And the dude goes, still is. <laughs> like, oh. Wink, wink. <laughs> oh, don't love like a, that. Love a good necrophilia joke. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> and again, it I have definitely- to. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, what were you you about to say? I was going to say, you know, with hospitals, I like hospital horror, so I immediately think of uh, Halloween 2, which we we should be getting to in about two weeks. But, yeah, Halloween 2 is what I go to. 
we're on the exact same brain wave because I was going to ask you, Walter, do you think this Halloween scene was inspired by, or I should say this hospital scene was inspired by Halloween, or did this come out afterwards? I can't this remember. Was, this was 84. I believe Halloween 2 is 81. So possibly. Mm, maybe that. biting, some biting, possibly. Oh, yeah, no, they were probably, yeah, Halloween. There's so many movies named Halloween. <laughs> Hall- okay, Halloween 2 was 81, yeah. Okay, because even one of the, we'll get to it, but one of the kills, it was very reminiscent of something that happened in the Halloween movie. Oh, was it the saw to the neck? Or- <laughs> the nurse being lifted up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Propped up like a picture. <laughs> Oh man, I like the kills in this movie a lot. <laughs> I'll say that right now. I'll say it right now. These the kills in this movie are they're so this is like the beginning of like over the top Jason. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to take the largest thing and just plunge it into you. <laughs> yeah. Like he just stops giving a fuck. You know, he stops he stop he, I don't think he even used the harpoon. No, he does use the harpoon gun in this one. But like still. So from from Jason escaping the morgue, we get introduced to the Jarvis family, which we got Trish, who's the older sister, and little Tommy and little Corey Feldman. Right, you know, I what? Uh, this is probably right before I think last year. Me and Corey, we did Gremlins, so I think we discussed in that episode that he probably did this movie first, and then went over to Gremlins or vice versa. But they both came out the same year. So little, if you don't know who Corey Feldman is, he's one, probably the greatest child. Actor ever, in my opinion. Do you guys know who Corey Feldman is? Are you guys familiar with this kid? Yes. Goonies. Yeah, Goonies, The Lost Boys, which we'll be getting to later this summer, uh, Gremlins, uh, License to Drive. Anyone else familiar with them? Or is this your first time seeing this kid here? Yeah, I'm familiar with him. I'm familiar with the name. Yeah, Corey Feldman. I I like Corey Feldman a lot as a child actor. He's he's pretty fun. I think he's really good in this one. Honestly, this is probably the most serious he's been. <laughs> Every other movie, he's got the goofball, but uh, he's he's really good here as Tommy. And then I I really do like Trish. I often forget about Trish, but I I like her a lot as our final girl, essentially. Um, and they have a little dog named Gordon. Um, I don't know if Gordon makes it like Muffin did. I don't. I can't remember. They <laughs> losing Gordon. Like every- I was just saying that Gordon jumped out a window. He he made it out safe. Okay, he's good. And then what were you saying, Zarya? They kept losing him. Like anytime, it would be like, "Where's Gordon?" or "Gordon," and they're just always looking for him. Because <laughs> he leaves the door open. That's why. <laughs> I guess the dog can use door handles. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, I like Gordon. Uh, he's not. He's no muffins. You're right. He muffin was a was an OG, but Gordon's Gordon's a close <laughs> second. Um, so from there, we get introduced to our six horny teens who are. Riding in the in the what the the tiniest van we've ever seen in the Friday Thirteenth movie, Jesus Christ, they were cramped in this thing. But uh, right off the bat, Crispin Glover as Jimmy, who's kind of the main dude in this one, who's getting over a breakup. But do you guys know who Crispin Glover is, or do you recognize this actor? Yeah, yeah, George McFly, dude, he was Martin McFly's dad. All right, repeat <laughs> the, the name. Yeah, see, I was gonna be like, I wonder which movie people are gonna reference when it comes to Crispin Glover. But yeah, we have Back to the Future and Charlie's Angels. Icon. I know him best from both of those as well. He was in American Gods, uh, season 
he was in both seasons. He was in both seasons of, or at least the first two seasons of American Gods. He played Mr. World, who was the main antagonist. Um, Can I go on a, a quick tangent about Crispin Glover? Yeah, go ahead. Have y'all ever seen anybody? Have y'all ever seen the movie he was in? It was like the early 2000s called Willard. Oh, is that the rat movie? Yes, that movie is so messed up. <laughs> I've only seen bits and pieces. I've never seen it all the way through. Ooh, maybe one down the pot. But anyway, yeah. he's also really good in that movie. <laughs> and then, yeah, Creepy Thin Man. It was just, what was his whole deal? He ripped out their hair and would smell it. And smelled it, and then he would scream, and he fought like a ninja. Oh, that movie is great. Yeah, I just know him for the scream. <laughs> Can we add that in as a soundbite? <laughs> yes, great idea. <laughs> it's going to be the transition for the rest of the podcast. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I wish I could play it. I need to get my my board back up so I can play sounds again. But that yes, he I, was in Like Mike. I'm looking at some of his movies. He was in Like Mike. Was he in that? Oh wow! Yes, I don't remember him in that. Was he in like the first one? Or are we talking like Mike, like Mike to the streets? The uh, the one with Bow Wow. Oh, so the first one. Who was he in that? Was he the agent or something? I don't remember him in that movie. Whoever Stan Biddleman was. Oh, I think he was the. I think he was like the den mother for the orphanage. Was he? And he was an orphan in Charlie's Angels. He was an orphan in Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Not they typecasting him. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. But yeah, no. Honestly, whenever I think of Crispin Glover, I know I'm going to get something weird. <laughs> and in this movie, he's not as weird. <laughs> he's still pretty weird, but he's not as weird. We I'm going to get to that dancing, though. Man. Oh, that dancing. Yes. I was like, is he doing the potty dance? <laughs> I it my like those middle school dances where no one's really dancing but just throwing their bodies around. <laughs> he looks like he could be a hardcore kid. <laughs> <laughs> like a punk concert. Yeah, just yeah. throwing fists. <laughs> yeah, it was just so, it, he was just like pause and then keep going and then pause. And it, it's funny seeing the girl in front of him trying to like keep up. And like you could tell she was like, I don't know what he's doing. How do you the keep rest- up? Like how? There was no rhythm, no beat. And he still got laid. <laughs> so I guess something worked. Sure. All right. Uh, as far as character names go, I did follow all the characters' names in this one. But yeah, so Crispin Glover plays Jimmy, the guy who's he's always talking to, who I guess is his friend, but he's kind of a jerk as Ted or Teddy Bear, as he keeps calling himself. He yeah. called him Computer Boy because he kept fucking typing shit into his fake computer. Oh my god. <laughs> What's your computer say? You're a dead fuck. I do like that line. That that's a line that they kept saying throughout the movie and I was like, I mean that's a that's a pretty solid line. Yeah. It didn't need to be said again like ten times, but it, it was a nice little character arc. Yeah. <laughs> if you can call it that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, our main girl of this group is Sarah. She's the virgin trying to get with Doug. And we also have Paul and Samantha, who I do, I, I do, I think there is some good character stuff with this group. It may not be as prominent as the other groups, but like, like I said, Jimmy's getting over a breakup. Ted is the really the only goofball who's like, I'm horny. I mean, that's literally a sign, a, a, a line Jimmy says, <laughs> but 
Ted is the one that's kind of like, you know, a greaser. Uh, Sarah, she's a virgin, but she wants to lose her virginity to Doug. And then Paul and Samantha have this kind of like, will they, won't they jealousy thing going on, especially when the twins are introduced. And oh boy, the twins. Oh my God. I love the twins. They're so random, but I love them so much. Who's the Rob Lowe looking fuck? That would be Paul, I believe. With a really that's, strong okay. chin. Yeah. <laughs> he does look like Rob Lowe. Wow. That's, that's, that's my notes, is that he's the Rob Lowe looking fuck. Oh, yeah, he did He did look like Rob Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> the Rob Lowe looking fuck. <laughs> that's, my, that's my nickname for him. I can't remember his name. That's a solid nickname. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I wonder if they called him that back then. It's probably why he got cast, honestly. He does look like Rob Lowe. <laughs> oh, man. Also, when they're driving into like the, the cabins, and I, I realized this in this movie, but every single movie, when the kids are like coming into town, they always drive by Pamela's tombstone, and no one ever sees it. Like They just drive by it. Like... <laughs> And it's just like in an awkward spot. Like that's not where she died. It's just that's not even where she like lived. It's just we're gonna set her tombstone right here. I mean, one of them noticed. One of the girls looked over and like stared at it or something. But I think it was only one of them. Man, like every I'm like no one ever notices. Like Pam, it says Pamela Voorhees right there. And I guess Google didn't you know exist back then. But I I would have at least went to like who was who was Pamela Voorhees. Oh, she killed people. Let's let's maybe not stay here. Let's just go back. Let's get out. Get well, you know, there's some weird people. They'd be like, "Oh, someone murdered somebody here. Let's go." And again, yeah. it would have been what? Uh, t- so part two, is- like two days ago. Well, <laughs> I guess part two would have taken place. What did we? Did they say ten years after? No, they said a couple. No. It would have been like what five years after? Five five years after Pamela was killed. Okay, so this is five years after Pam. <laughs> still, that's still fresh enough to for to be like, yeah, let's maybe not. <laughs> and then, yeah, especially two days ago when a group of people, <laughs> two separate groups of people, were murdered. <laughs> Don't think about it too hard. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think about it too much, too much. <laughs> and then yeah, we talked about the hitchhiker with the banana. One of the funniest things you'll ever see. <laughs> I, I I can't feel bad because it's so funny, but that poor banana got wrung. <laughs> <laughs> the banana got wrung. That's that's it. That's that... the quote, y'all. <laughs> oh yeah, there was a person there too. Oh yeah, a person died. But yeah, that banana man, that yeah. banana, that poor banana. Dang, she was gonna get none of potassium. Blood and banana at the same time when she got stabbed. <laughs> What if, what if he was waiting for her to open a banana? It's like, oh, you think you' about to eat? <laughs> yes, again. Maybe in an extended scene after he killed her, he got the banana because he's been fighting all these people. I know he probably got cramps. He just needs to get his nutrients up. Yeah, maybe he's got scurvy. You never know. We love petty Jason. <laughs> you think you go eat that banana? <laughs> He what really like TikTok, we love a petty king. Right. <laughs> so, um, 
again, kind of skipping through the movie here. So they we all the teens go skinny dipping, which you gotta have some titty shots and uh, ass. There's a whole lot of like male ass in this movie that I was not prepared for. But yeah, right. dude, I put I put as as per tradition, I put titties in all capital letters in my notes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we don't really, how how do we feel about the twins as like being a part of this? One are they British? Were they British? They had some type of accent. Yeah, I kept picking up something, and I was like, what, "What's going on with their speech and speech here?" I Maybe just it thought it was accent. a bad New Orleans accent. Yeah, oh, wow. what? <laughs> Not a bad New Orleans accent. <laughs> Not during Mardi Gras. <laughs> oh, <Ooh>, right. <laughs> no, no. Of course. Uh, that, I love the fact that they had on matching outfits, but they were both really quick to strip down immediately. <laughs> now you really can't tell them apart. Yeah, the question is, do their titties look the same? Okay, I'm going <laughs> to move on from that comment. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Apparently they ah! don't look the same because doesn't one of the guys say to like Paul, you got the pretty one or something? Yeah. <laughs> and they look like identical. The same. Yes. That was later on. Yeah. Uh they're like, what are you talking about? You got the pretty one. And then she walks in. <laughs> He's like, Hi, how you doing? Oh man. But uh, uh here's one thing I that kind of annoyed me a little bit. Um uh, it, it has to do with Tommy. So Tommy, there's two things that happens to poor little Tommy in throughout this entire movie. Number one, he always gets left alone. Like they just leave him somewhere and like, stay here, Tommy. Meanwhile, people are dying. <laughs> and I just kept getting annoyed by that. And then two, why is Tommy always fixing whatever breaks? Like, he's fixing the car. He's fixing the appliance at the house. Like, this is the little handyman. And they're just like, this kid has to be like... smart-ass kid, dude. Okay, I also want to point out, these are like silicone fucking, like, like grade-A masks that oh, he's yeah. making. Where is he's he getting this fucking material from? <laughs> Dude, he's not just going to the fucking mom pop shop in, in the middle of wherever they are right. and getting high grade material to make s- professional silicone masks. I feel like I feel like this was a stand in for Tom Savini, one hundred fucking percent. Oh, definitely. Even though Tom Savini was a uh, part of the production of the first movie, he's actually in it. He's he plays the uh, I forgot the name of the character, but. He stands in as a body double for the lady that gets like thrown through the window, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Tom. For real? Yeah, in the first one, um, I can't remember her name, but it it's during the final chase when um the when Luke Skywalker looking girl meets Pamela. She, yeah. <laughs> she, 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 I always, I will always bring it up. She looks like Luke Skywalker. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, I wrote in my notes, thank you, Tom Savini. Because <laughs> these, these little puppet things are look are awesome looking, even to this Dude, day. They're, they're badass. It's just, I don't understand how this kid is making them in his little cabin house in the middle of fucking BFE. Yeah. <laughs> Does he have friends? Apparently not, because the first, like, strange male he sees, he, like, <laughs> he takes him to his room. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I did, I kind, of, I did kind of cringe that. at that. Sorry, I want you to ask yourself that question one more time. <laughs> huh? 
Does he have friends? Ask yourself that. Okay, 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 okay. So when it left my mouth, I was like, hopefully nobody reads me on asking that. And then there's Hunter reading me on asking it. <laughs> I mean, it's a fair question, but also... <laughs> we see the answer to that. And... Mm. Even if you Actually, were friends, they're all dead. He's got Gordon. He has friends. It's uh, yeah, he has Gordon. Never mind. Barely. That dog is all over the woods having a separate movie. <laughs> <laughs> that dog is on adventures. Get a spin-off series, Gordon explores fucking Camp Blood. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon the Explorer. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so they find it <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> Brings a hitchhiker home and shows him his mask collection. He does like attack him with one of those little like grabby, like I guess it's like a, a spider arm. And I'm like, what if Rob turned around and punched him in the face? <laughs> I wrote my notes like he would have punched him in the face, especially if this guy is like grieving still <laughs> and going to hunt a killer. <laughs> And I mean, like, we we probably talk about it now, but Rob's whole plan is ridiculous. He, again, it would have been two days ago, his sister was, or three days, if we want to give him some time, that his sister was found dead and taken to the morgue. And he immediately packs up and goes into the woods to find Jason, who is just now being discovered, as I say, three days ago, <laughs> who has been discovered as a, as a possibility of, of killing these people. And so he decides, knowing the legend of Jason, who is a mountain man who lives in the woods, he sets up an entire camp to himself in the woods as, what, bait for to lure Jason? Like he puts up a whole tent and everything that Trish finds later. And it's like, is he living out here or is he really trying to hunt Jason? Because, like, his entire plan is stupid. Like, why would you do that? No, for real. <laughs> no. I mean... Because and then also he kind of he was start he was looking like suspicious to me, because he was like they're like why are you here he's like I'm hunting bears, and homeboy was like you you can't be hunting bears here right and they just gloss over it. <laughs> Meanwhile, didn't they say there were bears in the other movie? Like <laughs> oh man, this yeah Rob Rod whatever your name is the character makes no damn sense. Like I see what they were doing, and they honestly they do it a lot better in the 2009 re. re- Reboot, reboot. That was about to say, yeah, yeah. Like they redo that thing there, which I I've always said like the re the 2009 movie makes a lot more sense if you've seen the first four because that movie is just the greatest hits of the first four movies. But um, even in that movie, Jared Padalecki, who was playing the hitchhiker there, not a very good plan. I'm gonna just go into the woods and hunt the killer <laughs> with a with what a machete and a and a canteen. Like <laughs> you need a little. More, especially you're going up against Jason, you know the juggernaut of horror. Like that's this feels. <laughs> that's why he wasn't Tommy Jarvis. That is true. Tommy, Tommy was smart, and I do love, <laughs> I do love Tommy. All right, uh, let's get into the kills here. I, but before we do that, I will say when they're all in this cabin and everyone's trying to dress up and everything, or dress down, I guess. You know, I'm just a stickler for fashion in movies, and I do love 80s fashion for how ridiculous it is sometimes. But, like, 
nothing aggravated me more than Paul's damn shorts. His shorts were so short and his legs were so hairy. And I was like, this is un- that that looks uncomfortable, sir. <laughs> and I was just really aggravated until he died. But um, the first one to die is Sam. She gets jealous of Paul, who was pulling one of the twins, and she decides to get naked and go into the lake. Someone has to. <laughs> yeah. It is a Friday the 13th movie. Someone has to go into the lake naked. And she ends up dying. She gets stabbed through the... Which Where was Jason? Is he under the water? <laughs> okay, so I'm so glad you asked this because I had a whole situation. Wasn't Jason, and y'all, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't Jason killed as a kid? His whole lore is about him being drowned at the camp because the camp counselors weren't watching him, right? How is it that Jason can go to the middle of the lake unnoticed, perfectly breathing underwater, swimming, while holding a sharp apparatus, and then is able to gut people? How? If you died from not knowing how to swim. How does it work? (laughs) I I don't know. We see you either learn or you die. <laughs> yeah, cause, like, All right. It would. It would. You could argue it for later movies where he li- he's literally a zombie walking around, like after he die. Like this is the movie he dies and he comes back later, and he is a zombie, so he gets the supernatural abilities. But in this movie, it makes no sense. He's still just a dude. Yeah. So, a yeah, dude yeah. that's now. <laughs> but he, he was just waiting under the lake like <laughs> maybe he had a snorkel maybe he just had some basic yeah. lessons let's go with that yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so uh let's see here who dies next oh uh, oh wait no go ahead and then i also have another thing so he's it what i'm noticing is his favorite method of killing people is stabbing them through an object so when sam's body is found why isn't she already at the bottom of the lake? Because he just stabbed a hole through the raft. Okay, so this one I do have the answers to. He stabbed her through the raft in the center, but the floating, what's keeping it up is the sides. It's one of those okay. type of rafts where it's the sides that keep it floated up. So he just didn't pierce the side. All right, cool. So that, that you know, we finally got something that makes logical sense in this movie. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so... Exactly out there. Yeah. So after that, uh, while Jimmy is scoring with one of the twins, because they're just for everybody, um, <laughs> they were really hopping around the room the entire night. But uh, the next person to die is Paul, who gets it through the classic harpoon through the groin after he finds his girlfriend dead in the lake. Which again, ooh, there's a lake. Let me just get naked and go into this lake <laughs> in the middle of, of the night. What else would you do? Yeah, and I love how whenever the killings start, the lake just gets foggy and misty as hell. <laughs> Like, it just knows you, it's time. You can still see that squishy mud just right in between their feet. Oh, man. That would make me so uncomfortable. I would have to go in with swim shoes. Like, if I die, I die. But let me have my swim shoes first. I don't know where this water's been. All right. So, Raw pulls out the machete, which ends up becoming Jason's machete later on, which is hilarious. Um, Jimmy breaks the bed before screwing Tina. No, Tina's the other twin. Um, trying to, And then Ted finds really... <laughs> Old timey porn, which I'd love the scene. I love the scene with Ted, who is just like striking out with everybody, and he ends up just really getting to movies because that's me essentially. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not getting laid. All right, let me find a movie to watch. 
And he was so delighted too. He kept right. laughing at the scene the whole time. And then the next person to die, I believe, is the first twin. She's trying to leave the house, but I believe it's Tina. No, is it not? Tina's Tina it one of the twins is with Jimmy having sex and the other one decides to leave. And <laughs> Oh man, I love the fact that she gets like pale. She gets pinned through the side of the house and no one notices. <laughs> and again, like Jason's really swift in this movie because like she just walks out the door and immediately gets yanked and then pinned to the to the side of the house. Oh man. Meanwhile, uh Doug and Sarah end up getting together finally. And then Mama Jarvis, we haven't talked about her, but Mama Jarvis is around and she feels something's wrong. And I, so she's looking for the dog outside. Does she find a body or does she find the dog? Because the dog comes back, but I thought she originally found the dog, but I'm guessing she found the twin. No, I think she found Jason. Okay. Yeah. She does disappear because we don't ever see her again. Yeah. I think she was just killed off screen. Yeah. Oh, poor mom. <laughs> Should have just stayed inside. Oh my god, I I did forget. I completely forgot that the mom got killed. I would move on to the, the next death here, but I put in my notes. Finally, uh, pretty sure Sarah is the only girl in this franchise up to this point to have a matching set of underwear. She had on the same color broad panties, and I was pretty excited about that. Because if you look <laughs> in the other movies, everyone's Mitch matching all over the place. <laughs> Weird little I did, what the what the fuck did you? I hate. I hate that you just made me realize that he's a man of film. I, yeah, it's the details for me, you know. Is it? I will never forget part one, and she had on brown panties and like black bra, and she decided. Oh to no! <laughs> Where do you even find brown panties, ma'am? Where? You said that's not gonna work. <laughs> Oh man! And I'll, yeah, just, yeah. That's so good job, Sarah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Trish and Tommy make it home. They realize the lights are out and their mom is missing. So again, she leaves Tommy on his own while she's. By this point, she knows Jason is alive and running around. So <laughs> what are you doing? You didn't talk about the other twins' death. Yeah, I thought that was I'm, really cool. Yeah, that's the one I was getting to. But uh, someone dies before her. Okay, oh, the shower scene. Well, 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 yeah, the guy's. The, doesn't the guy's head get crushed in the shower? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are right. All right, hold on. Uh, okay, no, the next person to die is Jimmy. He dies in the. <laughs> he dies in the kitchen. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> I, uh... This is probably the most like fucked up death, if you ask me, because like he's looking for the corkscrew. This man is happy as hell. He just got laid. He's not a dead fuck. And hey. he's trying to crack open a bottle of wine. And Jason comes out of nowhere with the corkscrew and stabs him in the hand. And then somehow he got the machete and stabs him directly in the face. I mean, hey, man. He got screwed in two different ways. You know what uh, I'm saying? I don't... I'm sorry. Then, yes, <laughs> Tina, the, the the only twin's name I know, Tina is the one that gets yanked out the window. <laughs> now, that was low-key a jump scare for me when I was watching it last night. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite deaths in this franchise because it, it just happens. Out... <laughs> it's so s- fucking sudden. Man. It's just... 
Also, do you all think if y'all were that twin, would you survive from that fall? Because I think I could. Yeah, I mean, she falls on top of two stories. Yeah. (laughs) My thing is, how did Jason get up there? (laughs) Did he climb the side of the house? That banana, it gave him the energy. (laughs) (laughs) The protein and nutrients he needed. But yeah, so I guess she could have survived. I mean, it's not like the car exploded because you know back in the eighties, if you hit a car, it just explodes. But it just yeah. didn't. <laughs> so, I, I thought I missed the explosion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they kind of used their explosion budget on the title sequence. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna point out this movie has a higher budget than some of the other ones, though. Yeah, like this one looks. Much better than this. Really, to me, it just looks better than part three. I think I like the look of part two more, but this one has the really good look to it. You also, did you, were you about to say something about Ted? Yeah, well, he just gets stabbed through the projector. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, one gets, of my favorite deaths. Yeah, he gets some screen time. Uh, <laughs> you're on a roll tonight, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, I've been drinking and I'm having fun with this goddamn movie. <laughs> Oh yes, I love it though. I I like the suspense of this scene. Like this is a scene I've always wanted to like recreate in my own movies. But like him like standing in front of the projector screen and he's he, he gets the feeling something's off, and then Jason just <laughs> just stabs him straight through. Again, taking the biggest item he can find and just hitting people with it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, resourceful. And then yeah, from there we do get the shower with Sarah and Doug, who Sarah has finally lost her virginity, much like Jimmy. I do love the fact that both characters in this movie who get laid immediately die. <laughs> Doug or Roblo look alike is taking a shower and I, so they they have sex in the shower, but he stays in there for more t- shower. Who the fuck would ever do that? Right. <laughs> Aren't you clean by this point or if, if, it's not like you're getting dirtier like <laughs> <laughs> and then like is is doug bisexual because he's thinking paul is in the room and he's like come in with me and i'm like i'm sorry either you're joking or you're just like really comfortable with this group of people <laughs> that's something like i would say to one of my friends yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I, I know some people that joke like that and i think it's i think it's just the thing of comfortability i don't think that's a word is it a word yeah yeah, it yeah. Is. yeah. And we learned it somewhere. <laughs> it's a word now. <laughs> it's a word. <laughs> it's in the dictionary automatically, right there. You did that. Um, but yeah, I do like I do like the death though. I I feel bad for him because he gets Jason's nasty ass fingers in his face. <laughs> After he just got clean, yak. Man, did y'all notice Jason's fingers in this movie? They're like long black fingernails. Like I tried not to. <laughs> <laughs> Got like chips in them and shit. Right, like <laughs> I was honestly caught off again. I haven't seen this movie in a while, so when I when it cut to the shots of his hands, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I was just like, it's a really good like detail, but also like, ew, yeah, like they're like pitch black fingernails and they're like squared off, and his hands are just it's so gross. It's so nasty. The fact that he like he grabs dude's face and just crushes his head. I'm like, oh, that's painful. He must smell like. That's another thing. Does no one ever smell Jason coming? Because he smells like like Old Lake. Like I'm pretty sure he smells. 
Maybe that's why it's set in Camp Crystal Lake because he just smells like outside all the time. So they don't I think anything that's of it. Camouflage. That's putting it very nicely. Yeah. <laughs> he just smells like outside. Natural <laughs> camouflage. <laughs> this is why candles are important. Although, I'm pretty sure they had candles in the 2009 movie and it didn't work. Dang, he, he stunk so bad that even candles were no effect. <laughs> it's a yep. Don't tell it. <laughs> Alright, uh, so from there, I think we're down to like the last like couple of people. Cause, uh, Literally. Ted dies. I think Sarah Sarah gets the whole uh, Final Girl marathon where she's running around and finding dead bodies. And I love her death. So she like gets to the door and is trying to open it. And like we're thinking, we're supposed to think that Jason's coming behind her, and just—the door explodes, and she has an axe to the chest. Hey man, you know what it, Jason, Jason had to ask her a question. Hi. <laughs> we need to put you know what it reminded me of? What? Did y'all ever see the remake of Prom Night, the like 2008 version? Yes. It reminded me of Donna's friend who's like in the basement running from uh, the the guy killer and she's running directly towards him, but she doesn't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's, it's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, really unexpected, though. You know, Prom Night's a movie. I don't think I think that movie has a dumb plot, but it's pretty good. Scary, like setup wise, like that movie has some good scares going on in it, mm-hmm. like some good suspenseful moments. Making myself more depressed saying these fucking jokes. I just want to point that out. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> if it helps, I'm very entertained. We're here cool. supporting you. Thanks. I wish you weren't. <laughs> Speaking of entertainment, did anyone else laugh out loud when Jason finally gets Rob and Rob's response to Jason attacking him is run he's killing me he's killing yeah (laughs) that was not in the script i was like who dies like who says that (laughs) the the director was like all right you can ad-lib this and then he said that and they were like fuck it whatever (laughs) yeah we just spent our last reel of film i'm not redoing this shot (laughs) (laughs) they say keep it in y'all let's go (laughs) He goes, run, Sarah, go run. Ah, he's killing me. It's Jason is like chopping him with garden tools. <laughs> that is just such an odd way to go. Like, <laughs> I feel like God, God would have questions. <laughs> like, so you just, <laughs> you said that. Speaking of garden tools, Jason may not have a green thumb, but he's got a red thumb. Uh, <laughs> that one kind of hurt a bit. Just a tad. Um, the reach. Yeah, <laughs> I had a shirt for that one. one. Yeah. <laughs> you used the harpoon gun for that one, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we get the anyway. So we get the final battle at the the Jarvis home with between Trish and Jason as Tommy decides to do some research and then do a have have a makeover. <laughs> Uh, but I do like the moment. I do like the fact that it felt like in this like chase scene, it felt like Jason was really fed up. Like he was like, "All right, I'm done. Like sneaking around, playing around. I'm just busting through doors. I just, I'm just really aggravated at this point." 
he's like really going after Trish, and she is like trying her hardest to to escape him. So I I told you guys earlier I was watching this movie with my dad, and we were drinking, right? Yes. When the girl's fighting back against him with the machete and cuts him down the middle of the hand, my dad fucking insisted. I put in my notes, Nanu, Nanu hand cut on Jason. Wait, what and does that mean? What does that it's, mean? It's an old, old fucking movie where, like, it, it's some alien dude greets people with his hand like that, where it's, like, split down the middle. I, some old-ass movie from, like, the 70s. I don't know. I don't remember. He just wanted me to put Nanu, Nanu. And he was like, he's like, people are going to get that. People will get that reference. And I'm like, I don't think they will, dude. <laughs> but all right. All right, audience. It's up to you. Comment down below. Or if you're listening on Spotify, comment down below. <laughs> Nanu, Nanu. What? <laughs> Let us know where it comes from. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, anyway. Man. All right. So, yeah. So, Trish and Trish, Trish and Jason fight to the ground. Uh, I do love the fact that she does chop his hand, and uh, she knocks off his mask when Tommy decides to use Jason's secret weakness, psychological trauma. <laughs> <laughs> he dresses up as young Jason. How do we? I I like this moment. I think it's really good. I mean, you have to un, you have to one up the fact that. Uh, old girl put on her, his dead mom's sweater so i think this is works as jason seeing a memory of himself but how'd you guys feel about this whole ending with tommy it didn't go how i thought it would because like if i would have saw a past former like if i would have saw like a past of myself something i did not like would have killed it killed it <laughs> <laughs> oh that memory is dead literally <laughs> Jesus. Be a whole That's too movie. real. Oh my god! So I was kind of let down that he had a moment of weakness and just like <laughs> embraced it. I'm just like, yo, for real. I'm so dead right now. <laughs> Tommy should have been. I mean, it, it would have been such a the weird ending. He just stabs that kid. <laughs> would have been realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been the most realistic thing in that movie. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Alright. <laughs> Who wants to go next? <laughs> kind of hard to top that one. Hunter, what, how'd you feel at the ending here with uh, Tommy and Jason? Okay, you know, I had notes, but then Zarya said what she said, <laughs> and now... It makes a lot more sense, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sitting here, and I'm like, you know what? It's fair. Because, like, <laughs> younger version of me wore skinny jeans that were ripped on purpose, and I went to fucking, like, Hot Topic, and I would buy a stud belt that was three times bigger than what I needed so it would hang off the side, mm. and I wore fingerless gloves, and I made sure that my hair was parted over with my left eye. So yeah, I would have stabbed my younger self too. Damn. One hundred percent. Oh man, we we yeah. man, two thousand nine was a year. Man, man. Or was that would have been great. 
That would have been like what, two thousand nine to two thousand eleven? <laughs> Maybe. I no junior high me one hundred percent. If I saw younger me, yeah, gone, wiped yeah. off the oh, face of the planet. <laughs> so I, I agree. I don't have anything else. My fuck my notes. I know, but I'm, I'm trying to imagine you and what you described you're wearing, and I'm only getting the... Hey, Roger, you're going to like this. I'm only getting the image of the dude from Jennifer's body. Why? I knew. <laughs> I kn- Chip, I knew. Yes. yes. literally... <laughs> oh, my God. No, it wasn't I was like an that. edgy emo teen, dude. It was bad. It was fucking crazy. Man. If it oh, no. Like... No, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, but not Chip Colin. His name was Colin. Colin. Yeah, Chip was the nerdy one. It was Colin. <laughs> Kyle again. Yeah, Hunter, what are you about to say? I was just thinking, uh, we all have our it. things. Yeah. I'm done. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Um, anybody else want to comment on the... Uh, Roger, did, did you go on Tommy and uh, versus Jason here? With... Oh, uh, I could just say something real quick. One, I definitely agree. I don't think it was as effective as, as, say, like the psychologist from the previous film. But I do like the fact that characters are able to use something that they have as a character trait that's not shoehorned in and it works. Like, we know that this kid is inventive because he makes these stellar movie quality masks. So he was able to come up with something, you know, off the top of the dome like that to stun Jason. Now, like Zarya and Hunter were saying, was it truly effective? Had this happened in real life? I don't know. But... <laughs> I applied the creativity. I agree with you <laughs> specifically. <laughs> but yeah. And then, yeah, that kind of ends our movie. Jason ends up, well, quote unquote, dying. And then Tommy sees his fingers, his nasty ass fingers move and just <laughs> chops him all to hell. And we're left with this haunting image of is, is Tommy now the killer? Which, you know, Hunter, you said earlier on that Tommy's kind of on the, on the level of Ash Williams. I. I've always thought Tommy as kind of like on the same level as Laurie Strode, honestly. Like, oh yeah, that that would that would make more sense. Yeah, he's definitely uh, of a he definitely like I, not the first like final boy. I think Ash is a final boy, especially in that first Evil Dead movie. But like Tommy's really as as far as the character as the character has always been portrayed, 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 he, he leans closer to Laurie. Yeah, I, I would agree more with that. Alright, and that concludes Friday the 13th, the final chapter. You know, aka Psyche was not the final chapter at all. Um, Recommends. Do you recommend Friday the 13th, the final chapter? Let's start with Zarya. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and give it a recommend. Whoa! Change your mind. Because <laughs> it's enjoyable. It's like, it is enjoyable. Like I laughed at parts that probably weren't supposed to be funny. It was actually supposed to scare me, but I was la- I was like, I had a grand old time watching it. All right, I I love that. <laughs> Hunter, what about you? Yeah, I I 100% recommend. This is the best that Jason looks in, in the movies, besides personally to me, Part Seven. Um. Um, I, I, I think he's very menacing, and e- even if you kind of look at some of the background stuff for the, the guy that played Jason, he made sure that he wanted Jason to be portrayed more as, like, aggressive and a little bit faster and everything. I think it works very well, because he's supposed to be, like, this, like, mentally, uh, like, 
insane, silent, like, mountain man, right? Um, but it, it, he is lumbering at times, but at, at, at others, it's very aggressive, like, animalistic. Um, do you, do you mind if I make two other suggestions really quick? Uh, yeah. They're in the same topic? Yeah. Um, so, if you guys are out of, you know, the main Friday the 13th material, and you guys have already, any of the audience has already gone through all the main movies, there are two YouTube fan films that have been made in the past few years. One is Never Hike Alone, and the other is Never Hike in the Snow. And it technically does take place at Camp Crystal Lake again. Um, but we get introduced to, like, this new, uh, a kind of, like, more mysterious kind of Jason, I guess, that they, they nicknamed him Ghost Jason, because his mask is, like, almost pure white at this point. Um, but they're, they're less than an hour long, and they're both on YouTube for free. So, uh, I just remembered that, and I was like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta, I have to mention it on the podcast because those those movies need more attention or the those little short films need more attention because they deserve it but that's my spiel highly recommend yes i i remember watching the first one and then i i think i watched the dead meat videos for the others but yeah those are those are some really good Friday 13 fan films so definitely definitely go check those out uh i believe roger your last one here do you recommend Friday thirteenth, the final chapter. Yeah, I recommend it. It's entertaining. All right, and it's it's like I said, it's my favorite of the franchise. It's a recommend for me. There's just so much in this movie that I love, and I I it's just great. Uh, are there? I do understand the character things that it could you know, it could um, what's the word? It could turn you off a bit. It's not as prominent or as strong as the other movies but i do think it's very very enjoyable i just i, I think it's enjoyable it's great it's just a it's just a fun movie man it's a fun movie it's, i think it is definitely peak El, uh elm street definitely peak friday the 13th for me so it's a recommend all right guys thank you again for another great episode zaria welcome back hope we have you more on more for episodes this year definitely definitely yes yeah i know you'll be back for avatar the last airbender we got oh coming up. yeah that's a no-brainer <laughs> i can't wait to discuss that i actually need to start watching the series again to prepare for that um but yeah hunter roderick it's been so much fun having you guys on here for this friday 13th little retrospective here going through these movies again uh i've had a lot of fun i hope you guys have had fun yes it's been great Oh, definitely. It's been a great time. All right. And thank you guys for listening. Um, That's right. We are, I believe, after this episode, we are going to officially be trucking towards the most anticipated sequel to Scream 2022, Scream 6. And the best way to prepare for that is for me to do a bunch of slash movie episodes. <laughs> so um, as we go into March here, we'll be watching... Halloween 2, I promised this when we were doing Halloween uh, late last year, but we can't do Scream 6 and not do Halloween 2. It just seems like 
I don't know. Like to me, Scream and Halloween go well together, and I feel as my excitement grows for Scream Six, Halloween Two is gonna be a fun one to revisit. And then after that, Scream Six comes out. After Scream Six, we will be talking about Psycho Two. Zarya, you're revisiting a lot of franchises this year. I'm noticing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me and Zoya and Sheldon did the first Psycho way back when, around the time we did Friday the 13th. And I, 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 that's an episode I really like listening to because hearing Zoya and Sheldon's like fascination with watching that movie for the first time, that classic horror movie. And then, yeah, because so, we were going through like the history of slasher movies, weren't we? Yes. And that was like, I think the first one we did, or no, that's the second one because we did Black Christmas first. Black Christmas. <laughs> no, that's the first one. Black Christmas came out after gotta get my yeah right but yeah Yeah. so yeah we're visiting psycho 2 with a uh pretty pretty stellar cast honestly i can't wait to watch this one again i have memories of this one not liking it very much but i do know that there's a really fun twist at the end and um meg tilly stars meg tilly meg tilly is the star of this one sister to jennifer tilly so we will we will touch on that and then um from there we will get into I think we'll end March with I still know what you did last summer. And that's all I will that's all I will reveal for right now. But yeah, March is gonna be a pretty slasherific month for us. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for listening. And um without further ado, we will catch you again on the murder board.